Heyo, we're back with another episode of Nah, Absolutely Not. And I'm laughing because Sharon's laughing at me because I'm sounding super weird right now. <laughs> you sound lovely, my friend. Thank you. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed the last episode. We are really excited to be here and having you all be part of this discussion. Um, today, we're going to be continuing our conversation about whoop, whoop. our top five scariest movies or movie moments. Yeah. So just to remind you all, on our last episode, we started off the series with my number five movie moment, which was from The Wiz. So if you didn't hear the last episode, be sure to go back and listen to it because Sharon's episode from Halloween 3 with the crickets and the roaches and the head mask is real intense. Um, but that was just the beginning. And for the record, I will not name mine one through five because it's too much pressure and I yes. don't like pressure. And that's fair. <laughs> um, please know there's going to be some spoilers. So you have been warned. Spoilers ahead. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and let's get into it. Okay. All right. So what should we, let's talk about films. Like actual, like the whole, a whole movie. What you got? Did you get a chance to watch Audition 1999 Takashi Miike? yes i did and that is another classic the first part of this is pretty bland and the last 20 minutes are pretty like absolutely jacked um they are definitely a not absolutely not and it never stopped like that whole last thing like you kept waiting for a break or a scene change or something. And it yep. just kept getting worse. Yes. Okay. So Takashi Miike, if anybody's listening and you don't know, just look up some of his other films. They're like the same level of surrealist, gory moments. And he has his way of lulling you into this false sense of like, okay, this is going to be a little bit weird, but it's not going to get too crazy. So this guy, um, I can't pronounce it. Leo uh, Shiguru Ayoma. Oh, God. My Japanese is awful now. Um, is this guy. He's this older guy. He's a widower. And he's sitting in his kitchen one day. And his son is like, he's 17 years old. So like, yo, you need a wife. You look all beat up. And he's like, <laughs> whatever. He gets to work and tells his friend. His friend's like, ooh, we're casting directors. Let's just cast for this woman that you want, which is already fucking creepy. Like you put something out like it's a job. It's not a job. You looking for a new wife. And he's like, yeah, I want her to be young and I want her to be skilled, but I don't want her to be too skilled so that she has something to do, but she can't leave me because she's not too good for me. And I was like, this whole premise is just like, you know, that could be 2022. Like, whatever. I get it. It's creepy. I was beefing. I was beefing. <laughs> so... He finds this chick. He falls for her. His friend is like, she kind of crazy. Her references don't check out. And none of these jobs are working out. Like, I can't back any of what she said. And he's like, no, nah, she's hot. She's fine. We're going to go out. They go out for a while. On a couple dates, they end up in a hotel at this beautiful resort. And she's naked. And she has all these scars on her legs. <laughs> And she's kind of like hiding it from him. And she's like, I was abused or she's hurt herself. Like however she phrased it was just kind of like, you know, something happened to me back in the day. I don't want to talk about it. Which should be like, there's so many red flags for both of y'all. Y'all both a mess. And he's like, no. And she's like, I just need you to love me forever. He's like, oh yeah, baby, I'm gonna love you forever. They hook up. He wakes up. She's gone. 
Um, and the hotel manager is like, yo, your guest left. Are you leaving too? And, which is weird. Don't call me in the middle of the night asking me because I'm sleeping. It was all weird, that dude. Was, it was stupid. And so he's like, where did she go? So he decides to start backtracking. And here are some of the like, what the fuck moments. So he starts to backtrack her history and all the shit she told her. And he goes to this dance studio that she used to be a part of. And she meets this dance instructor who has no feet. And he's got like these Frankenstein false prosthetics on. Like they're wood on the bottom. And the dude's being real elusive about how he knows Asami, who is the name of the chick. And so he's like, cool, well, let me check this bar that she used to work at, see if she's there. And the guy's going into the bar. He's like, no, I don't know her. I don't think she ever worked here. He's like, this place has been closed since the bar owner died. They found them all cut up in the back. Found her all cut up in the back. And when they tried to piece the body back together, there was like some extra body parts. And you're just like, this sounds like... It's not looking good. The red flags, the references, she's ditching out. Like, people she encountered are all dismembered. And there's this one scene where he has this audition, and before he reaches out to her, she's sitting in this room by herself with this giant sack behind her. And you're like, that's a real big bag. (laughs) Like, what's in there? Like, it's, like, gigantic. And so she's sitting there just like waiting for the phone to ring and then the phone rings and the bag moves and it's moving like there's somebody to fuck in there and you like okay so this is real fucking weird dude like just like pump your brakes like bag off but no because he's horny and he wants to get what he wants to get he ends up going home and she has been in his house seen a picture of his dead ex-wife assumed some shit and then decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drug him. And then we don't have a talk about it in my way. He doesn't know she's been in his house. He drinks the drug liquor. Um, and he passes out. And while he's in his dream state, it's kind of like some surreal thing where he's seeing realistically where her past has been from the abuse from her dance instructor where he used to take hot irons when she was like, tiny tiny like she had to be like six seven and he's like burning the inside of her thighs with these irons and abusing the shit out of her um he flashes back to this other what the fuck moment where she's throwing up into a dog food dish and the bag that was moving before the man comes out of it he's missing some fingers he's missing an ear his tongue is gone and she throws up into the dog food dish puts it on the floor in front of him and he starts eating it. Um, and you're just like, okay. Then there's another scene where she has a, are you, you call it a garoti, garoti, whatever it is, that wire where you wrap around people and you go ching, ching, cut off heads, arms and limbs. And she's wrapping it around her dance instructor's neck. And she's like pulling on it, trying to cut his fucking head off. Like the flashback is fucked up. He wakes up. She's in a house wearing her S&M outfit on her H&M, over her H&M outfit, because her underneath outfit was real cute. She had a pleated skirt. Uh, she had, I was feeling her fashion, except for the white It box. was looking good. I was like, yeah. you look good, though, girl. It looked yeah. good. Yeah. But you batshit crazy. Bat he shit. wakes up, and 
she's giving this spiel like i told you to love me forever he like bitch you just left me last night and then you came to my house and drugged me like i don't understand what happened (laughs) and she's like oh you can't move but you can feel everything that's about to happen and i was like that's already a bad sign and so she opens this box of acupuncture needles and she starts just like putting them into his stomach and she's making the sound. She's going, which means deeper, 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 deeper. And she's getting the needles into his stomach. And he is in so much pain that he can't move, but his nerve endings are making him like jerk because the pain is so fucking intense. And then she gets to his head and starts putting needles in what you think are his mm. eyes and the sound it's making while she's going deeper, 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 deeper. And she's just smiling like, oh my God, I'm petting kittens. This is so great. I'm having the best time. Are you? And I'm like, this is crazy. And then she puts some irons around one of his feet. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> this is about to be fucked up. All of that and is not absolutely not. All of it. The, the wire around his fucking foot and she just starts yanking and she's smiling while she's doing like she's working it out like her shoulders are going back and forth and she's sawing through his ankle and you could hear the sound and you could just see like he's in so much pain because he can feel it but he can't do anything about it like there's one point when he's just laying there and you can see his hand just flopping around like he's trying to move and he cannot move and that foot's gone that's it that's the end of that foot. And then she gets started on the second foot. So I um, <laughs> had a lot of moments in this where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, creepy, 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 creepy. And it's scary because A, you're in your own house. B, you made this connection with someone you thought you were in love with. Um, C, this person's now crazy as fuck. And you found out enough about their history to be kind of concerned. And now you wake up, you don't get to say anything. And someone's putting needles in your body, in your face, underneath the eyes, because that's where the most pain is, is what she said very calmly and pleasantly. And, and you I won't was know like, your body until you, you won't know who you really are until you experience pure pain. Pain. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't experienced no real pain and you don't know who you are. So fuck you. And so this just like that scene for me. And then there's the scene where like the son comes in in the middle of her cutting off the second foot and she's trying to attack him and he kicks that bitch down the fucking stairs and she breaks her neck. But you see like the bone in her neck protruding and you see she's either swallowing or talking and she is still alive, but she cannot. Okay. Okay. okay, Wait, wait, wait. Was. Okay. Okay. Keep going. It was. I I have questions. You can see. Okay. You can see the bone like underneath the skin like you you know whatever happened to her neck is broken and she can't move but her eyes are still open and she's aware and she's looking at the guy that she cut the foot off of and he's looking at her and she's saying some existential bullshit trying to be deep and she's like i'm hoping that you would have called i really would have had a nice time and i'm just like did you crazy you're like you so crazy right now and he's like responding like they're having like a final farewell. And I'm like, she just cut your foot off and tried to kill your son. I feel like pleasantries are over and I would hope that she was dead, but she was still alive. I don't know if she died before the ambulance got there, but that was like the end of that. And I was just like, I don't know if she a paraplegic now or what, but that entire last 20 minutes 
after all that buildup of this romantic, what you think is going to be just this romantic relationship where he's finally going to get over, like it's been 11 years since his wife died. He's finally found someone creepily as he has, but you think they're going to be connecting and they made love and everything's great. And then she just loses her shit. Okay. That movie was a lot of things for me. And I was irritated and watching it like fully, like, like just engaged. And, but I was just like, what the, but this is the bullshit. And, 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 oh, okay. Number one, stupid sexist. Like there was so much sexist crap in there from the very beginning. I was mm-hmm. annoyed within the first five minutes watching that movie <laughs> because of those sexist, asshole old men like we just want a good clean girl like i'm like young girl and they were like pushing 40s 50s like they were they looked hella old and all i could think about like i'm like watching them like in the bar like drinking and smoking cigarettes and i was like and when like the young girls like laugh in the bar and they're like ugh, look at them like idiot or whatever he says like yeah he was I like was they're kidding. so vulgar and blah blah and i was like really because they're having a life i'm like you're vulgar dude like I, okay so i was super irritated and i did not even want to watch it after that like i was so irritated by that and and then i was like okay no we committed like we're doing this so i'm going to watch and um and, and, and I have to tell you, so, you know, just with the schedule of things that I've been doing, that was the one that I kept starting in over and over again, because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't like, I just didn't have the time and, and because it's subtitled. So you guys know it is subtitled. So you can't just think you're listening to it and get the gist of the movie. Like you have to be reading the subtitles the whole time. Um, and there are scenes in there that will pop in early on, like little Easter eggs that you're just like, wait, what? Right. So it doesn't, it feels very disconnected in the beginning of the film. Right. Like, because mm-hmm. you just don't really understand how that's even going to play in, but, but you do get an ominous sense of like, okay, what? It's not all rosy. It's not right? all rosy. Right. <laughs> and, um, and honestly the whole film, like the men are assholes, like for the most part, the only yeah. one who wasn't an asshole to me was the the one who was looking for love like he was the only one that to me wasn't no because that was creepy too like your friend is like yo let's set up this audition and find us some hot young chicks and you like okay like anytime you passively say okay to some shit that's kind of like creepy you're in the creep factor for me facts but also in respect to the to the movie in itself right like because you're gonna make a movie you know (laughs) you know it he was the least irritating out of all of them. And I felt actually really sorry for him because he just could not yeah. get over his dead wife and the mother of his child. And, you know, um, but then like after, like I, I kept thinking like, dude, you are broken. Like this chick is whack. Like, like the way she was talking and it just felt so, overdone so like up until that point I was like okay like it's like I get it he's lonely but then when he's like really like like intrigued by her I'm like okay dude you're broken like so then I was getting more irritated (laughs) because I was like all these people are jacked up 
even the son, like dissing the, the housekeeper. I, mm. I did see. I, and then it's, and I, and I can't tell if that, because I don't know enough about Japanese culture to know. I know there are traditional roles and that movies from 99. So who knows what has happened or transpired since then. But I know in traditional roles, there is a hierarchy to a household and how the men see the women. And there's this whole subculture of how you're supposed to sociologically be within a, a specific gender, I guess. Yes. They're and very I think that has a lot to do yes. with it. And you're looking at it with our our American minds like, nah, fuck all that shit. <laughs> and maybe that's. Oh, but it's hard to get through it if you look at it like that, yeah. It was 100% how I was looking at it, right? And so then I was so fully irritated watching up to that point. And then my whole thing flipped. And I was like, this bitch is whacked. Like, she is so crazy. So my questions, though, because I had questions. I was like, okay, I need to just figure this out. Okay. Was she a demon or a like was she was a, a like a real life girl yeah i think she was just a little from all that abuse she had when she was a kid and and there's like a scene where she's sitting in that same room as a kid by herself i don't know if that was just her imagining herself back as a child in that space in that same room or if that is just how she grew up but she seemed very alone and isolated and if you're seven years old and your dance instructor is burning the inside of your legs with an iron, how do your parents not see that? Like there was never reference to that. So I think she was just mentally broken. Like she would, when you see her getting burned, she's just sitting there just waiting for it. Like she knows it's coming, but she doesn't even try to fight it. It's like, what in your mind has broken that you feel like that's okay or that you just have to endure that? And so I think that mentally broke her. The the person in the bag, was that her stepfather? I don't know who that was, but he was in that bag. Um, I don't really know. I never figured that out. And then like, there, there there's is- a few relationships that I, I never figured out. Like I didn't figure out what her relationship was to the bar owner the either. bar owner. And like, was it lesbian? I don't know. Because the guy was very adamant, like, no, the bar owner only works there by himself and she's never been in here. And I was like, whatever happened with that bar owner, she had to have had some interaction with Asami in some capacity. And Asami had some relationship where it went sideways and she ended I up I thought with, the bar owner was a woman. She was. And then he says, well, then her lover killed her. They think it was a lover's thing. So I was like, wait, so... Mm. It could have been. I mean, it never said that she was like, oh, she only goes for men. It just says that she wanted someone to love her forever. But then she said something like, you men are all the same. So I thought that wasn't their relationship unless the bar owner was like hooking up with the man in the bag and she thought that was her man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I was like, wait, <laughs> I have so many questions. I was so, I went through this whole range of like, ill to, to like, oh, okay. And, and it's, and it, okay. And so, full disclosure, it does start off a bit slow. Like, you're, it's real slow you, and real dry. It takes a minute to, before it kind of gets 
um, popping, right? Like yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that I had just a lot of feelings about that one. And it was the one I just finished watching it. And um, <laughs> I'd be like, wait a minute, rewind. <laughs> Like, let me just go back to what I think. Because there's so much stuff interspersed in her. Like you're saying, the flashbacks are the Easter eggs, and then you figure it out later. But there's a lot of stuff that happened that you never figure out, and it's just kind of, like, out there. And maybe that just leads to the era of mystery of, like, how messed up is this girl? Because she seemed real messed up to go from, we're going to love each other to forever. You go to my house and see a picture of my ex-wife. And then you just totally freak out and now you're cutting my legs off. Like that feels like an overreaction. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like she, (laughs) I was so frustrated. I was like, dang, she'd have to do him like that. Like he, he he was clearly in love with her. Mm -hmm. Like he was in love with her and she, she went batshit crazy. Like, God, I was irritated and frustrated and then delightfully surprised with, the level of hey <laughs> wait um, was that your first time watching it though oh, fully my first time watching it okay. and hadn't even um heard of it before so yeah. um and so actually this in this whole um I, I like where you went with these even though I had to like you know pay attention I couldn't have to like read all the subtitles which is fine I actually I apologize there are definitely some um not a lot of non-English ones in my list because I think we burned out a lot of the American versions of scary movies and sometimes I mean Japan and Korea have been on my top list of very good scary movies because a lot of the movies we watch here originate there yeah this is one I've not seen recreated but you did have to pay attention Right. Um, I didn't warn you. I'm okay with that. I mean, I really am. I don't want to imply that I'm not okay with that. I just, I just was like, oh, okay. I can't, you know, I have to really engage, which is kind of nice because in this day and age, there's so many distractions all the time with your phone or people in your house, whatever, right? Like things around you. So, so it was kind of nice to be like, okay, no way. I have to really sit and focus and paying attention. So that was, that was actually uh, quite enjoyable. Um, but uh and I do love uh Japanese and Korean horror and um mm-hmm. and also like I've been kind of into like um actually I'm into all the like countries there's only like a few countries horror that I'm not super into and and I don't know why I'm not I haven't really quite figured out why like I like like Dutch horror like and, we'll, and there's a, I think we're gonna talk about oh yeah. yeah in a future yes. episode um and just so you all know if you have a recommendation, something that you think we need to watch, if you have not, you know, if, if it's not an episode that comes up, please send us a recommendation because we mm-hmm. would love to get in here and discuss it. And you never know, you might be um, brought on to review your flip. Yay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the audition, that was, quite a surprise thank you that was like a little gift <laughs> all right well let's move on Sharon <laughs> I'm sure you've got a full movie I've seen your list yes okay and so, I've seen your list um okay so one of my um and it's not really considered horror it's really sci-fi but it, it's kind of in the sci-fi horror genre 
So if you go on to like, say like HBO on Apple TV or whatever, it will come up as like sci-fi horror, right? Because it is, which is aliens. Plural. Yes. 1986. 1986 aliens. Um, And I remember this, uh, watching this movie. And, you know, this is one of those crazy time hop moments for me because I did not see it in the theaters, right? Like I had to wait till it came on TV. And I think it was when we finally got cable in our house because we were like the last family to get cable. Um, and so I watched it that way. Um, and so just, you know, Aliens has Sigourney Weaver. So, you know, she is the the heroine of the alien franchise, um, which I have to say just on a side note, um, she was my first girl crush for sure. Was she really? Oh, for sure. She was such a badass, right? And not to mention Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. Like I always thought I was like, Oh my God, she's gorgeous. Right. But, but Sigourney Weaver is just a badass and just to be a strong female lead in this film so basically, I feel I, like you should just address her by Zool. I don't know why you say Ghostbusters. Her name is Zool. <laughs> Zool. Okay, yes. She was so hot. Like I loved it, and I and she Bill, really was. Yeah, Bill Murray in that movie just like he's so irritating and and great. And I have a lot of feelings about Bill Murray that could be a future episode to talk about. But um, like his fascination with her just in that movie makes me laugh. Anyway. Um, so Aliens is the uh, second movie uh, in the Alien franchise where, um, you know, Ripley, who is the Sigourney Weaver character, she is um, found by a salvage team, right? So she's been there out floating in space and, um, you know, they find her and she's been in this deep sleep and um, she's like the only survivor, and of this of this shuttle that's you know on there and they basically are like look you got to go back in there and she's like hell no i don't want to go back (laughs) she's not feeling it she doesn't want to go back she goes back into space and or she goes back into this you know into this well space deep space and they find another um they find this other ship and they board the ship and they find one survivor and if you know anything about the alien movie, alien franchise with that creature, it is just the absolute worst. So maybe my thing with horror is bugs and creatures. Like, is that like part of it? Like, I really think I love this is like, your second like bug like reference to a um, what do you call it? Anthrop anthropod? Oh God, I'm messing up the words, but I know what you're talking about. Where they all have that same outward art casing, and they seem like kind of bug like. Yeah, like maybe there's a thing with that because. I mean, my horror preference is always like supernatural, but those the those are the ones that maybe it's because those are the ones that give me give me nightmares. Like I don't know, right? So like Predator is kind of in that too. Um, anyway, so they find um, Newt, this little nine year old girl who I need um, to interrupt and remind you: there's an Aliens versus Predator movie, and um, Adrian Brody is in one of those, and he is hot. I felt like I needed to add that to here. Because I love some Adrian Brody. Okay, sorry. Um, I'd, I'd like to tell you about that Alien versus Predator movie. Um, my husband let my then 
two-year-old watch Aliens versus Predator. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. She Why do we do this as parents? <laughs> you know, your parents I just let you watch movies before your I, time. I did not do that. Scared the living hell out of my child. But he thought the whole time, because Holly, you know, well, my, my, my daughter who's now um, almost 16, she would watch these movies with him and she just would be like, like watching TV, like not even phased by it. She woke up screaming bloody murder and she couldn't talk. <laughs> And I go flying out of bed and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, ah, ah, spiders, ah, robots. Ah, oh, ah. <laughs> and I'm damn movie. spiders and robots. I didn't know what was going on. So my husband did not tell me that he let her watch the movie until maybe, I don't know, like, four years past that point when she was a little, he finally confessed that it was his fault that she had that nightmare. And like now that she's safely, okay, let me let you in on a little secret. He would not tell me because her also other favorite movie was Jurassic Park and her favorite scene was the cow scene. So I think my daughter's a little bit dark. Anyway, She's got her own taste. I approve. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, so uh, back to aliens. Uh, Sigourney Weaver finds Newt and um, is like, I'm going to rescue her. But as always, there is the shady figure. I hate that guy. I don't even remember what his name is. I have to to look up to see what that guy's name was. Um, Michael Bean is Corporal Hicks. Oh, no, no. Burke. Paul Reiser. Burke, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's, he's He's the company man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a company man. And he's basically like, we're going to go. And it's always some shady shit like that. Like, we're going to go and like try to like, you know, take whatever this creature is and, and you know, weaponize it or whatever they want to do. Right. So they decide that they are going to uh, impregnate uh, Sigourney Weaver, you know. Uh, Ripley, and Newt. Ripley and Newt and put this creature mm-hmm. in their bodies. And so it is a, and as you all know, like you cannot control critters and bugs. Like you just can't control them. Like raid nothing. Like you aren't controlling shit. on why, why is it the future, Sharon, and we still don't have women's rights? Like, can I have body autonomy? <laughs> like, is that something? Not even in the future in the space station where they're aliens? Okay, cool. Good to know. I was being a little shady. Facts. Just like I hate that entire thought process because he didn't say that about anyone else on the ship, but the chicks. And I was just like, I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of dudes on here too, and they can like incubate an alien. Yeah, they could. I well, it, it busted out of multiple people's stomachs. So why couldn't yeah, you live there? And why and why would you be like, mm, grown man, no small child because she is female? And I was just like, I know this isn't like a feminist agenda, but something about that just got on my goddamn nerves. You know, I that's I, I love that you brought that up because I did not even um pick up on that, but you are a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Like it was very much like like can I have body autonomy? So, um, as you all know, in the, in the aliens franchise, uh, you know, nobody really gets out alive except for, (laughs) except for Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) So, um, anyway, um, actually she doesn't because I think she ends up, um, they end up 
Now I got to think back to the, to the, the movie. I think it's, there's a scene. I think she dies at the end. Like they end up because she, when she comes back, I think she comes back as like a cyborg or something. So now I have to go back and think about it. It's been a while. She and does then, aliens three. Right. Yes. Because she does like she dies. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then they, they're able to salvage her body and then she comes back in, in aliens three. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like what a jerk for him to do that. But that movie is just so, so badass, And it's that, that, I have a thing with dark movies and where it's like things that you can't see and the creepy collies around the corner. And it just, that movie, I saw that when I was young and it was one of those ones that was like, but I, I loved it because there was so much girl power in it as well. Even though you're dealing with this, yeah. this asshole and those are formative years for me because you know, in the eighties women were really kind of at this crossroads of under, like, you know, of, of having like, like true, like the, the, the feminist movement, we'd moved past it, but you still saw those feminine, you know, like you, you still saw that represented, but then you saw these archaic betrayals of, of women and where they should be. And she really just bucked the mold and was like a badass and she was ripped and she didn't wear a stitch of makeup while doing it. She it's never looked hot. sexy, yeah. but she was sexy as hell the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, not traditional like what you think of it like oh all done up and all a b and c but she was so badass that i think that was sexy because i'm just like girl get it yeah she was like the whole time right and and then and then and then she's fighting this alien like this giant like like she's like dealing with like i mean she got it coming from both directions right like she's fighting the bad company man and she's also fighting this woman or this this female alien creature and mm-hmm. and her mother you know her female mothering instincts is to like protect this child this nine-year-old little girl who is also scrappy right so it's definitely like feminine archetypes the whole way through this movie from the the yeah. creature to the little girl to um to newt i should call her newt and to ripley and um and they really are like the story right like they are the story and there's and you know, this, who did this movie? This was done by, um, this is a James Cameron, Cameron. movie. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Cameron movie. Yeah. So it's cool. And you know, kind of interesting because James Cameron does a lot of like female badass movies. I mean, sometimes, and then you watch, was it Transformers? And you're just like, some of this is just gratuitous, yeah. unnecessary right. shot. And maybe that's today's James Cameron. Um, but I okay, so I didn't find this movie as scary. I still watch it every time it comes on though because it's super interesting and I can feel scary-ish types of feelings only because it's an alien. It's unknown. It doesn't react to anything that you've ever seen before. I mean, this blood is acid. That's already jacked up. It's got a mouth in the mouth. That seems stupid. Like, why do you need to just bite me once and let's get it over? You need to extend another one to bite me. Like, it seems like a lot. And then it's got this tail that they didn't really use the tail as much as they do in later movies. But the tail is a thing. Like, everything's a weapon on this thing. And then, like you said, that buck thing has got like this hard, crunchy tail that you see them do, using all this firepower, even though they were like, don't shoot because you're going to blow up the ship and they keep shooting anyway. Right. And but it's like, like what the, the hell is that? It's not going down with a flamethrower. We need to shoot it 
and kill it because it's also not dying and now its blood is on me and it's burning through me because the blood is acid like why is this thing in existence and it doesn't make sense and i think this movie had a lot of empowering moments like you said because i mean sigourney ripley is just like doing it and then when newt comes in who's played by carrie hen yeah um she comes in and her whole colony has been wiped out and she survived this thing that's still breeding in this colony and she hasn't been caught yet. And I'm like, y'all need to be following what she doing. Cause I feel like she know what she's talking about and y'all trying to like, no, come with me. We're adults. We'll protect you. And I'm like, I feel like she know what she's talking about. And so there's a lot of female empowerment. However, <laughs> I hate the trope of when you're in a horror movie and you are saddled with a freaking liability like a child. Now we got to go back and get the freaking kid because the tracker's in the doll and the doll separated from the child. Now the child's on a wall, but we going to go and we got to kill this kid. Oh no, everything's blowing up. Hurry up. And I would have been like, oh, I guess she did. Oh, well, let's get on the ship and get the hell out of here. It's about to blow. I would, nope, absolutely not. I'm not going down into the belly of the beast to then taunt the mother laying the eggs and be like, yo, I just want the baby. And then as I'm backing out, flame throw all your eggs and be like, come at me, bro, while I got this kid. And then the aliens taking the elevator. The alien <laughs> took the elevator. Did anybody look at that? And the elevator opens and you was just like, oh, she in there. Like she pressed the button like, oh, you upstairs. I'm coming too. And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Like, I love this movie. Could be smart. (laughs) It was smart. That was just like another level of like, it's just more intelligent. And you expect things to be that are foreign and antagonistic and destructive and terrorizing not to be as smart as they are. And when they are smart and you think like, oh, I'm a human. I've got that that thing where I think, you know, we're superior to everything. And then it comes out, the elevator opens and she's just like, hey, I'm here too. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, I remember seeing that the first time and I was like, I know this elevator better. And, it, and the way he films it is like, they get on the elevator, things are blowing up. And then Ripley and Newt is holding Newt and she's like looking for the spaceship. And then you see the other elevator come up. And the door opens and it's just dark. And you're like, I know it's not an alien in there. <laughs> like, no way. And then she, the alien just come out. The queen comes out. And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> For real? Like, that is probably my favorite part of that entire, like, of the entire movie is my favorite part. And I was like, I think she a lot smarter than y'all think. And that's funny. I like that movie for a lot of reasons i dislike all movies where there's a liability like my husband doesn't believe there's crazy ghost in here oh the baby's up here we got to go back for the kid the kid acting crazy like those movies are so frustrating to me because i'm like if we didn't have these kids we could have been out of here and we could just leave but now we got to go back oh my husband doesn't believe me because oh we paid so much money for this house and now we don't have anywhere else to move to and now we just stuck and sometimes I'm just like, I just got to be like, no, nah, absolutely not. I, I I can't do it. Like there's somebody on the ceiling and you see that person on the ceiling, but we can't leave the house. No, I'm going to leave. I think it's okay. But I, I, that, that movie brings up, and I remember having that 
gut feeling of like, like my stomach feels tight. Like my stomach, we know, would feel tight watching it. Right. And just, and just being like, Oh, what's about to happen? Like, Oh, and you are just enwrapped. And it just, it gives me like, it, it, it was scary to me. Like, like I was like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. And again, it's the fear of the unknown. And there is something super scary to me that like, I can't, quantify it in my brain and give it like assigned qualities that I understand that is scary to me because I don't, there's no prediction. Like for example, if you look at, um, AI, right. And like another James Cameron movie, like Terminator. Right. And so, but you look at the capabilities of what like these, like, like these artificial, these AI creatures can do. And like the way, like they used to be all clunky you know, in real life, like walking up the steps and now they can like, you know, like do the Dougie, like it's crazy, like what these things can do. And so my brain has a really hard time wrapping around things that I can't predict what it's going to do. Like I am a person that wants to be able to like look at a situation and anticipate based on my, you know, my rep, like what I have in my brain of like, you know, of, exper- of experience and say yeah. like, okay, this, I know that this is predictably what will happen within, within reason, right. Within a slight variation, but that alien creature, I was like, Oh, come on. And I watched um, aliens before I watched alien. Oh yeah. Because. Okay. But how did that work out for you? Like you go back and you watch it and what do you think? Cause you know, what's coming now. So right, surprises right. out of it, but you see the origin story, right? Right. Exactly. So, um, I, I loved it. Of course. I, I love the whole, the whole series. I did not like it when the alien versus predator stuff came out just because I felt like, um, you know, let's just be purist, but I like some Sinead Lathan. get it girl. <laughs> I mean, the actors, that's one thing, right? But, yeah. you know, um, but I, yeah, because, you know, and again, during that time frame, it was about watching it on cable, right? So, like, yeah. what, what was airing? And I might have gone to Blockbuster Video to get to rent the first Alien uh, after watching Aliens, maybe. What's a Blockbuster? I'm too young for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm all checking notes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But I no, that's like, that's how like, you got your movies, right? You wait and you get excited and then you see like aliens is out and you're like, yes, this is the night for this one. And it's just like your whole, I think the experience back then was different. I think when you talk about fear of the unknown, like, that plays into a lot of different things and because social and cultural norms are very different. And so when you're taken outside of that context or things don't conform to those things, then you sit there and it makes you uneasy. Mm-hmm. And then you add in things that mentally should not be. And it turns into this fear of like, I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> like, right. I don't know what's going to come out of that. Right. And with aliens, that's the whole spiel. It's like you, when you see space, you think Star Wars, Star Trek, there's some aliens, but you know, we're always the heroes. We're going to be great. You don't really encounter anything that I know of in the movie life. And I'm sure people could debate me and I'd probably be wrong, but you don't really know of a lot of times where the alien is so badass 
And none of your traditional stuff that you usually do is prepared for what you've encountered. Right. And then you have this whole spiel of now you got to convince everybody that the alien exists. Now you have to convince everybody that this won't work. You have to convince everybody like and it's just like I feel like I'm up here and you guys need to catch up because y'all getting picked off one by one and this is not going to work. So we need to ditch out. So, yeah, I'm with you. The fear of the unknown and things that happen outside of what your societal norms are and then trying to like, how do I deal with it? Now I normally would deal with it will not work. Then what the fuck do we do? Let's just get the hell out of here. Well, yeah, Exactly. Right. Like <laughs> now you're just trying to live. Right. And so, yeah. You, and, and it's speak. And I mean, what humans are like, with the exception of what sharks like like humans are the apex predator, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like that we know of, that we know of exactly. But that's, but that's just it. Right. Like you, and now when you're fake and I know it's a film, so don't, no one, you know, flame. Well, you, it's just a film, but now that you know that, I mean, when they tried to distract us and be like, Hey, UFOs exist and they're real. And we were like, no, racism's still an issue. Let's focus on this first. (laughs) Like that in the back of your mind should still be going on where you're like, but what does that UFO look, operate and interact like? Because that is an unknown. You don't know that. And you don't know how you would react if someone landed here. They did not look like you. They did not grow up like you. They grew in a totally different kind of experience outside of yours. And maybe you are no longer the apex predator. Because right. the alien is. What's the alien's name, Sharon? Is it Jim? Is Jim alien? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, the one that's coming? The one that's there? Or like in the movie? In the movie? In the movie. Like, I'm going to call him Jim. Like, there's Jim. Jim the alien. Jim, Jim is the alien everything. lady. Jim is our alien. <laughs> Jim's everything now. Um, but, you know, it's funny because I have this thing with my, like, where I process situations that seem so crazy to me that, that like, this is likely real, but again, I can't, I don't have any frame of reference on how to process it. So I take mm-hmm. those situations and I just say, I'm going to put this on the shelf. I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging that you exist, but I am not going to fuck with you right now because my brain can't yeah. go there. Like, no, thank you. Nah, absolutely not. I'm not going to go there right now because if I do, it's then you start to obsess on something that you can't solve. Right. And so if there are like, well, and I do believe there are aliens out there because I think like how presumptuous of us to think that we are the only ones here, like give me mm-hmm. a break. There are, they are finding species that they didn't know exist. Like, and we, mm-hmm. and we are on this earth, right. Imagine what's out there. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm sure alien. Oh, you know, on another topic, maybe we could discuss this one day. I have seen a UFO as a child. Um, Sharon, we can't not, we don't have, <laughs> we're, we're out of recording room for that one. Maybe that's like 18 episodes in Sharon's <laughs> alien encounter. Stay tuned, like, and subscribe. That's probably why alien strikes a chord, strikes a chord with you. Because if you've actually seen a UFO, um, and you imagine that can be something interstellar, then, you know, how do you deal with it? Right. Facts. Facts. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's going to do it for this episode. I mean, between needles and the eye sockets 
aliens and elevators, liability children. I've had enough for today. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, I can't get rid of my liabilities very easy in my real life, but um, we can flip the script on this podcast. If you had an alien chasing you, okay, that's a different episode. Like if you had an alien chasing you, what would you go back for the kids? I know you would. You know I would because I'm, I'm that person. Just know I'm not coming back for anybody. <laughs> Note to self. When the aliens come, don't look out for Tamarca. She ain't looking out for you. I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our newest episode. Yeah, because on our next episode, so the movies I think are getting more intense and I feel like it's about to get really real. So be sure to come back here for more, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.